Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Family and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, hello, friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, one of the world's largest pro-life organizations. Welcome to Praying for America. We are going to be very practical tonight. As you know, I was recently at the Turning Point USA Action Conference, and it was a gathering focused on action. And therefore, I want to share with you the five action points that came out of that conference and that were emphasized as everyone was uh, concluding and and uh, was uh, going home. So, and I also want to share a scripture that is related to that from the letter of James. So let's get our, uh, our uh, notes ready. And uh, I, I encourage you to jot down the kind of things that uh, were these five points that I'm going to share with you so that you can not only implement them, but pass them along to others as well. I hope this will be helpful for you. Let's go to the scriptures and pray. Letter of James, chapter 1, starting in verse 22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away and promptly forgets what he looked like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of freedom, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Let us pray. Lord God, you do give us the word in order not only to hear it, ponder it, and understand it, reflect on it, and share it, but above all, Lord, to do it, as your word says, when it comes down from heaven, it is like the rain that waters the earth and makes it fruitful. It does not return to you empty, but accomplishes a purpose, achieves a task. And so that word spoken to us, those words with which we urge one another to defend life and to defend freedom, are to have practical effect are to accomplish the things that they indicate and specify. Make this so, Lord God, in our lives, in our communities, our families, our churches, and our nation. May we take up the mission and fulfill it faithfully and effectively. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You know, in the pro-life arena, I work with uh, uh, many psychologists, psychiatrists, and one of the foremost researchers over many decades on the impact of abortion has been child psychiatrist Dr. Philip Ney, a Canadian psychiatrist. And he has an interesting story that he tells, you know, when he goes to 
banquets to give a speech. Many pro-life banquets are held across the, the nation. And he, is, uh, he has been a speaker at these events many times, as have I. And, and he says, you know, I don't want to go there and have them be just passive listeners. He says, I want to, in my speech, have the result of calling them to action to defend and save lives in their communities. And he has an interesting way of conveying that. He says to the people, well, I'm going to ask you now to, as you're listening to me here at this banquet, so that you will know that I'm not simply here to talk to you or have you just listen. He says, I want you to get up. And he has them get up from their chairs and march around the room. Now you say, might say, well, why? What is that accomplishing? What it's accomplishing is it is, remember, he's a psychiatrist. He wants them to impress upon themselves in mind and in body that this is meant, this talk, this experience is meant to lead them to do something. So the doing of something starts right there with just getting up and walking around the room. That's very different from just sitting there and, and thinking. Because so much doesn't get done in our nation, so much doesn't get done in the various movements for truth and for life and for for liberty, so much doesn't get done because we're just in the mode of thinking and pondering and talking. Scripture says elsewhere, first letter of John, what James was just saying, first letter of John, he says, let us love in deed and in truth and not just talk about it. Love demands action. Preserving freedom demands action. And so we were at an action conference, and we heard many, many stirring speeches. Steve Bannon making it clear, this is a war. Uh, Dan Bongino talking about courage, and he said, you know, to be, for courage to really be courage, you have to have some fear first. And there's often a fear in doing something. In a Catholic tradition, you know, we have some of the saints. Uh, uh, in fact, I think it was St. Therese who said, you know, when I, when I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't have the courage to do it, I do what I would do if I did have the courage. And, and it's, that, it's like, yeah, we just have to act. And the, it's like going back to the psychiatrist, he said, you know, if you hear stirring things, and we heard stirring things at that conference, I try to bring you stirring messages here on this program, If we hear things that awaken our conscience, you know, like the Sound of Freedom movie has awakened the consciences of many, and the various movies about abortion have awakened the consciences of many. If we get our conscience awakened and an alarm is going off in our mind, we're saying, wow, this is really a a problem, an emergency that I have to respond to. There are people in need of my my action to, to save them and to serve them. And then we don't do anything about it. That's actually, Dr. Ney has said, that's actually then harmful to us. It's harmful because it's like on the inside we're, we're realizing the only logical response, the only natural healthy response is to do something. And then if we don't do it, it's like you're turning on an engine and not going anywhere. All right, so five action items were proposed at this Turning Point Conference. Let's go through them, and in other programs we'll unpack them even more. Action step number one, become a precinct leader in your community. Now, in different communities, it goes by different names, precinct chair, precinct committee person, all various different names. 
Find out what it is in your local precinct. But it's the precinct where elected government most locally intersects with you, the people. It is the precinct leader who then is interacting with, you know, citizens in that community that belong to the party or, 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 or are independents, and is doing such thing as facilitating voter registration, get out the vote efforts, voter contacts, helping voters to, to, to cast their vote in a way that is is respecting election integrity, or if they run into any problems, assisting them with their problems, assisting people in the community with the ballot, uh, um, absentee ballot process, for example, um, distributing literature relating to the campaigns and the party, um, promoting the party, addressing concerns of the voters, and uh, uh, petition signatures, uh, assisting with poll watchers, knocking on doors, coordinating efforts like that, and shaping the future of the direction of the party in that um, community. I remember when I was first ordained a priest, I was first doing parish work, one of the local um, activists, one of the citizens, one of the parishioners very involved in local politics came to me and said, this is the way we win. We win precinct by precinct, and it has come to pass in various uh, places that's uh, been, been so true over the years. This is something you can do. This is, and, 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 and strikingly, some 60% of these positions of precinct chairs are vacant. It's much easier to win elections on local levels, and then you rise up. Not that you're necessarily going to seek higher office, but the point is we, we take over the um, local structures of, of, of government with a strong conservative and America first direction to our policy and to our efforts. And we get it, and it's all a matter of the ballots, getting those ballots in. It's a matter winning these elections, a matter of counting pieces of paper. And we've got to make sure that we've got the apparatus in place. This is part of the apparatus, having good, strong precinct chairs, precinct leaders. Consider that. Look into that. Contact uh, your local uh, party and uh, find out what uh, is going on in your, in your community, your precinct, and see how you can lead. Point number two, embrace alternative media. We know the problems, the lies of the fake news media. We're tired of it. We've had enough of it. But the good thing about our times is there is so much alternative media. What am I talking about? Go to podcasting. Look up the many conservative podcasts that are out there. Some of the ones I often listen to, for example, are Mark Levin, Newt Gingrich, Dan Bongino, Sebastian Gorka. Uh, these are great, um, great podcasts. Ted Cruz, Dick Morris. Uh, then you have Dinesh D'Souza, Steve Bannon, Charlie Kirk, Jack Posobiec, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Megyn Kelly, uh, many, many others. Absorb this material, use this material, and then use your platforms, use your social media. Get on Truth Social. 
get on uh, Getter, get on the platforms that uh, are enabling you to say what you want to say. Twitter, of course, has opened up a little bit more the doors of freedom of, of speech, a lot more actually. Use these tools that God has given us. Use them for good. Just because somebody else uses things of a, of a communications uh, nature for, for, for communicating falsehood does not take away your right and responsibility to use those same tools for communicating good. So use them and learn from them. Embrace alternative media, spread it to others, interact and this is, this is, uh, and besides, I mentioned some podcasts, there are also some great radio uh, and TV shows. Uh, I get a lot of uh, exposure myself on Newsmax. I'm a Newsmax contributor, uh, of course, Right Side Broadcasting Network, on which many of you are watching right now. Uh, we've got One America News, Real America's Voice. Uh, these are our platforms I know that I'm on all the time, both uh, watching and also <laughs> doing what I'm doing now, doing the broadcasting. A lot of good content, a lot of great people, things to know, shows to be aware of. Number three, action item number three, hold elected Republicans accountable. We don't need rhinos. It, it, it's not enough. You all know this as well as I do, that, that the R is after their name. It's not enough. It's, it's crucially important because if a D is after their name, well, the D might as well stand for destructive and many would say demonic. So you don't want the D. You know, as Dan Bongino says, you know, it's not that having the R there is going to solve all your problems. The Republican Party is not the solution to all our problems. But the Democrat Party is nothing but a cause of problems. So the Democrat, you're not going to get anything but problems. Republican, you're not always going to get solutions. But at least you're going to avoid the kind of destructive problems and demonic things that are coming from the Democrat Party. Ask rhinos. Why? Challenge them. Why are they are not supporting stronger? Why are they not fighting for stronger policies or fighting harder for our values and our freedom, why they're afraid to engage difficult issues. We had at our ministry, for example, recently at, uh, efforts in certain um, congressional districts where we urged people to uh, tell their representatives who were a little bit wishy-washy about abortion, you know, oh, we don't want to discuss these things, to challenge them and, and, and say to them, listen, this is a winning issue if we talk about it the right way. Not only that, but it's such a fundamental issue you can't be, be fudging on something as basic as the right to life. It, it, it's right there in our declaration as an inalienable right. So challenge them. Go to the town hall meetings and ask the tough questions. Let other voters know. Remember, if you can't persuade the elected official, the point is not always to persuade them. The point is to persuade the voters and let them know that you're persuading the voters and that you're going to support, for example, a good primary challenger if the person has a, a real opportunity to, to win in a particular race. Use social media to challenge the rhinos. And use, you know, put up posts on your social media that where they're putting the, the, the handle, the address there of the, of the rhino that you want to challenge so that they see it, their staff sees it, that makes some noise. All right. So that's point number uh, three, hold elected Republicans accountable. 
Here's point number four. Learn something new every day. Very simple. We are always students. Doesn't matter how much educational background we have, doesn't matter how expert we have become on any given topic. As you know, for me, you know, my topic area is abortion. I have been since my teenage years involved in the pro-life movement and for the last 30 years being a full-time leader in the pro-life effort. Uh, abortion, you know, up and down, inside out, every facet of that and of the pro-life movement. And yet every single day, I am keenly aware of how much I still have to learn. All of us, in whatever our area of expertise, all of us in this arena of conservative politics, of standing with and for America, of being patriots, we always have so much more to learn. As you know, I, I believe most of you know, Hillsdale College has a lot of great online courses, free online courses. Uh, you always hear a lot of the conservative commentators uh, promoting them. Mark Levin is always promoting them. Hillsdale College, great, great college based on uh, uh, the conviction that we have to educate. Patriotic education is what it is. Educate one another about the Constitution, about the Federalist Papers, about the birth of the nation, about the pillars that on which our freedom rests. And also I would recommend as a source the America First Policy Institute, uh, AFPI, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. They have a lot of great uh, position papers and resources that really take the, the principles we believe in as conservative American patriots and show how, uh, what kinds of policies can come out of that. Learn something new every day. Online courses. This intersects, of course, with embracing alternative media. Learn from those podcasts. Listen to, you know, one or two of them on a regular basis. I have a podcast, too, if, if you're interested in deepening your understanding of pro-life issues. It's called the End Abortion Podcast. We have this program here that obviously you're watching, so you're fulfilling this point number four in the very act of doing what you're doing now. But also read. Read good books. Uh, I have here some books that came out recently. Newt Gingrich wrote March to the Majority, the real story of the Republican Revolution back in 94. The Republicans hadn't held the House for 40 years, and and Newt Gingrich uh, led that effort to take it back. He became speaker. It was on a very concrete, practical agenda. A lot to learn from here, despite the, the, the downside, a lot of downsides about the party and the rhinos and so forth. We all know that. We, we agree, agree that that's a problem. But there's a lot to learn here in the book. Then David Horowitz, Final Battle. You've heard about this book. You hear President Trump saying in his rallies, this, this is the final battle for America, for our freedom. Subtitled, The Next Election Could Be the Last. See what David Horowitz has to say. Look for the upcoming books that, for example, Dick Morris and Mark Levin. Dick Morris is going to be coming out with a book called The Biden Corruption Family. Mark Levin coming out with a book called The Democrat Party Hates America. Get these books. Read them. Promote them. Share them. Uh, so very important. Learn something new every single day. And finally, point number five, action point coming out of this Turning Point Action Conference, engage in the spiritual disciplines. You know, we've said this is a spiritual kind of program here. We pray, we read from the Word. We're going to go back into prayer here in a moment. 
And but it's not just us who are in the religious circles that have been saying this. But I can tell you, and my conversations over at the um, uh, Turning Point conference uh, reinforced this for me yet again. And as I travel around the country speaking on the pro, in the pro-life movement, I hear this from more and more people that our citizens are waking up to the fact that this is a spiritual battle. We have big political battles going on, but it's a spiritual battle manifesting itself as a political battle. And the other side is making it very, very easy for people to believe this. What believers have been saying all along, we take our, our, our cue from, from the Word of God, we know it's a spiritual battle between good and evil, truth and falsehood, light and darkness. We have been transferred by our faith in Christ from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And we know that good battles evil down through the centuries. But it's becoming more and more clear than ever because the left is making it more explicit than ever. They are, the way they go after children because they, they want to destroy freedom, they want to impose Marxism, and you can't do that unless you get control of the children, get them away from their parents, get them away from that family structure, indoctrinate them, confuse them, and, and, and what better tool to confuse them than sex and gender, and, and confuse them and control them. That's what they're trying to do. That's where we must stand up. This is pure evil. The killing of babies. I always keep returning to this point. There's no right more fundamental than life. Think about it. A government that supports and promotes and wants us to pay for the killing of babies? I mean, how much more evil does it get? The trafficking in children. If you haven't killed them in the womb, then buy and sell them for sex. I mean, this is what other word can there be for this but evil? So what we're saying here, practically speaking, is not only to, I mean, with the good books I've recommended, the alternative media, you learned about these things. You learn, you get the facts, you get the information, you get the perspectives, you get the talking points. You lead, becoming a precinct chairman, reaching out to your neighbors, reaching out to the elected officials, challenging the rhinos, holding those who have been elected accountable to the promises they made when they were campaigning for your vote. But for all of this to occur, for the proper response to happen to the things that we've learned, and for the necessary strength we have to have if we're going to lead as a precinct leader or in any kind of political activism, we need to be spiritually strong. And engaging in the spiritual disciplines, what do we mean? Prayer, first of all. Reading the Word. Engaging in fasting. Worshiping as part of a Christian community. And engaging in things like an examination of conscience, where at the end of the day, we go before the Lord in prayer and we say, Lord, uh, let me think about ways I could have served you better today or ways that I outright offended you by sin. And I'm sorry for that. I'm going to do better tomorrow. Brothers and sisters, the spiritual disciplines, each of us in our own spiritual tradition and our church home, don't neglect your spiritual life. Don't neglect your intellectual life. Don't neglect your political life. That's another way to summarize. 
these five key action points. <clears throat> Become a precinct leader. Embrace alternative media. Hold elected Republicans to account. Challenge the rhinos. Um, learn something new every day. And engage in the spiritual disciplines. Let's take these action points to heart and let's bring them to others as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, leading and guiding our nation from the beginning. We thank you for strong citizens and we thank you for the example they give us practicing these these action points. We thank you, Lord, for the tools that we have to put these things into effect, including spiritual tools in our local churches, Bible studies, prayer groups, and spiritual guides and mentors. Thank you, Lord God, for the light to our path that your word provides. We pray for America. We pray that tyranny may be kept far from our shores, from our precincts, from our Congress, from our courts, from our White House. We pray that tyranny may be kept far from our schools, churches, and homes. Keep tyranny far. This is how we pray for America. America is great because of her freedom, because of her commitment, Lord God, to you, to the inalienable rights you give us, to the self-evident truths you reveal to us. America is free because the truth sets us free. Enable us, Lord God, to stand strong and to be not only hearers of the word, not only listeners to the truth, but doers. We pray in Jesus' name and we pray in the words he gave us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, thank you. Connect with me on social media at Fr Frank Pavone at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. And uh, let us stay connected on this program too. Let other people know about Praying for America on Right Side Broadcasting Network and on the other platforms on which you may be watching. Thank you for spreading the word. And let's make America great again. God bless you all. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. The team at this ministry produces many books, pamphlets, audio and video presentations, and other resources to help you protect the unborn. I invite you today to visit the Priests for Life online store at ProLifeProducts.org and see the many helpful resources you can get for yourself, your pro-life group, and your church. God bless you. Hello, I'm Evangelist Alveda King with Priest for Life. I would like to remind you today that your voice matters in the public forum and your vote counts. We are so blessed in this nation to be able to elect our leaders. No matter how bad our public policies may become, 
elections allow us to steer them in a new and different direction. After all, those who make our laws work for us, not the other way around. Today, I want to urge you to vote and to vote pro-life. Don't miss an election. Get to know who the candidates are and what they stand for. Get to know the platforms of the political parties and get as many others to vote as you possibly can. Thank you and God bless you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.